Welcome to the My Muy Bueno Chefs Get Personal podcast. I'm your host, Justine Murphy, founder and CEO of My Muy Bueno. I'll be interviewing a different chef each fortnight, but asking the very same questions and their answers are all very different, which is what makes each interview so inspiring. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you are all good and you've had a fantastic past fortnight. Hope everyone is keeping well as well as getting some R&R in, which I am doing right now. I'm recording this introduction and exit for this particular episode from Santorini in Greece, having some much needed downtime with my boys and reset time after what's been a busy last few weeks and months for all things Macca. And when I get back, lots more filming with lots more incredible chefs in the run-up to our launch. So I'll be able to share along the way as this season progresses on all things Macca and more. Now on to another chef. And who have I got? Now the chef. Well, of course, as you know from last time, I was in Switzerland, interviewed the incredible Sven, and from there went on to do a Mai Mui Bueno visit, which you can go and have a look online at and read, and then, of course, interview this silver fox, <laughs> that is Andreas Caminada. Wow. Wow. I'll chat a bit more at the end, but... He was so humble. I've never met someone super humble like him. What he's created is incredible. It's literally this whole ecosystem, incredible place that everything has had the Andreas Caminada touch. And him and his family, he and his wife have done incredible, just wonderful things, not just enhancing everything that he's about and his success, but it's all about the people and it's all heart and it's really real and authentic and true. And it's so clear and beautiful. And over on Mind We Winner Chefs, we're going to be sharing a tour that Andreas actually gave me. So that way, kind of as this podcast rolls out, you'll also be able to go over and watch that to see everything that is in this incredible little world that he's created over there in Switzerland providing jobs, all different artisan suppliers, supplying his restaurants, his bakery, the different grains, there's the fermentation area. I mean, it's just the little coffee grinding area. I mean, all of it. It's just, wow. You know, there's a chef's table, plant-based. I mean, it's just, you'll see it on the videos, but kudos to Andreas. And he's all about his team, all about the people, just a really genuine human being. So here we go into this wonderful interview. I hope you enjoy it. I will see you on the other side. It's the incredible Chef Andreas Caminada, everyone. Andreas Caminada, welcome. Thank you. Hi, great having you. Very good to have you. And uh, Andreas, how old are you? Yeah, what do you think? No, I am... The silver fox. How old is the turning, silver fox? I, I'm turning 46. This oh, there we go. 45 at the moment. Okay. Yes. Right, okay. I'm a 1980 okay. girl, so, oh, not, so far, young, huh? not far behind. Oh. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so how old were you when you first started cooking professionally? You know, in, in Switzerland, you make an apprenticeship. You okay. choose, you go to study or you make an apprenticeship okay. on, on a handcrafted job. Yep. And I, I decided to already with 13 that I want to make uh, an apprenticeship as a chef. Okay. So I started my apprenticeship just 20 minutes from here. Where did that come from, though? I don't know. The neighbor's son, he did an apprenticeship as well as a chef. Okay. And, I thought, and then I had the possibility to go and, and look into the kitchen there for a week. And I said, oh, it's nice. The people are nice. Oh, maybe I do this. Okay. I like it. And it was not a decision of cooking. It was more a decision of the people. 
Okay. We're I like surrounded that. I'm, there. I'm, and I'm so, interested. That's great. And then you just get in there and then you find, you find the passion or not. So, and for me, it was like, I was very happy. Amazing. I made an apprenticeship up in a ski resort, which is just 20 minutes from here. Oh, no way. So I went snowboarding every afternoon. It was a great time. I'm then sure. Then with 19, I said, okay, what, what's next? What shall I do? Then I moved to Canada for a year. Oh, wow. And then I saw how big the influence of the Asian cuisines and, uh, and that was quite special. And I thought, okay, now that's really my job, what I want to do in the future as well. Okay. That's because with 1920, to... you know, I was, I love to snowboard and I said, I want to be a professional snowboarder somehow. And, and then you go to Canada and then you see how big the culinary world can be. Yeah. Because if you grew up in the mountains, you don't see that much. No, of course. It's very local. And then it was clear for me. That was it. My passion. I'm all in. Yes. I'm yes, going to devote full myself to yes. this as my career path. Exactly. That's incredible. Yeah. And haven't you done well? <laughs> no, then I came back and then I visited some great chefs in Closes. There was a two Michelin star chef and then I moved to Zurich into a two Michelin star chef's place. And then uh, I had one year in Germany at the Paris restaurant. Amazing. It's very nice. And then I came back to Zurich again for a year. And then I decided to take over this place here in 2003. We started. Really? We have wow. our 20th anniversary this year. Oh, that's amazing. That's crazy, yeah? Congratulations. Thank you, that's thank you, wonderful. Thank you. Wow. It's long time gone ago. by though, yes. crazy fast, long yeah. that fast, yeah. Yes, it was, first 10 years was very heavy. Okay. Not because the people didn't come, just because because we were like, in the front everything was perfect, but in the back we were like, not as well organized as we are now. Okay. We always said, okay, maybe we don't have, I don't want to get in one more employee or not, because it was always like, a, you always have to work on a, it has to work out financially as well. So of course, budget, to keep it First budget. 10 years, it was always waiting too long, okay. taking more stuff or people, so. Okay, but good things take time, laying yes, the foundations exactly. brick yes. by brick and yes. 20 years on. And even something. surviving Corona and everything, so well, the base was important. And was, that's was good. solid, exactly. Yes. That's yes. great, love it. What's your earliest and fondest first memory of food? Oh, there are many. I think, my, you know, my mother, she, she was like a, you know, in our region, you cook like this traditional food, like capoons, maloons, pizzocchi. That's what we now celebrate at our Casa Caminata, our guest house. But okay. this is our traditional local food thing. Okay. And so every household makes their different capoons a little bit. And then my mother, she did like a, in the village we lived, it's 600 people who lived there. And she did like a cooking class because they had an Asian woman. She did like Asian cooking classes. So she went there for three weeks or so, every, you know, every week, two times or so. Yeah. And then she made like this sweet and sour pork and she made this Sichuan pepper Amazing. and stuff like that. So that was already... It was not a huge, but it was like the traditional cuisine and then a little bit these Asian influences Which or some things incredible. like going to the restaurant and eat well. And, and that started quite early, actually. Okay. So we're surrounding about good food, homemade food. That must have been such a change. So diverse, though, from the kind of usual Swiss yes, homey yes, food to yes, then the flavors, yes. Asian flavors and yeah, ingredients. Yeah, was amazing for us. Kind of, yeah. As a kid already. And then Taste afterwards. Taste buds, kind of like, wow. Yeah, and then, you know, the regions, you know, then start popping up the Asian restaurants. And then maybe 10 years later, the Greek restaurants. And then again, 10 years later, the Japanese. So it's always like a little bit there. Society is always asking for something new. And, uh, yeah. and at that time, it was Chinese. So okay. it was fun. Incredible. Lovely. Which chefs inspire you most and why? I think I really uh, appreciate chefs, you know, who are self-employed, who, who think over the plate, you know, because the challenge of being uh, self-employed, it's rather bigger than just being a chef. And uh, sure, and if you can somehow handle all these things who come next yes. to uh, being self-employed, yes. that's quite inspiring if you see some people who just make it. So make it happen, uh, try to change the, the attitude of the gastronomy, change with new concepts and always involving themselves. And, yes. uh, and I, I mean, Sergio Herman is a great guy, I think, which already in early years, he 
reached a level of and the style of uh, uniqueness. And uh, Alec Ducasse, if I look at Alec Ducasse, I would think hey, he's like, he really brought it down to a professionality in, in a level, but you say, it's amazing. That's interesting to see how, how they make it, yes. how they are able to keep this quality. And, yes. and then you see how strong they are in the backbone of the company. You're not really bringing in, bring all in areas. this. Yet in all yeah. areas. So, mm. And that's also quite interesting. Sure, at the end, it's about food. Yes. But it's also about sustainable course. Sustainability, not only about the carrot, also yeah. about the economic side. Of course. That it's on a, on a great base, that you can handle crisis, whatever. Yeah. And then that's something which inspires me quite a lot to see people who are able. You know, there are so many difficulties in the gastronomic world, yes. you know, with the stuff, with the food, with the quality, with the with the people who have a huge expectation when they yes. come to your restaurant. So yeah. there are so many fields. Yeah. And there are some people who make it very well. And then that's people who really inspire me. Good. Okay learning how to juggle everything seamlessly. Yes. And still don't forget the, the basic. The basic is the cooking. Of course. Making the people happy in the front. Yeah. And that's our that's daily like business core, here as well. While everything yes. else, all the other balls are being exactly. juggled in the air. And, and that's something you cannot forget or lose this focus on at the end on the client and every single one who comes into the restaurant. And of that's, course. And always learning. Yeah. Always evolving and learning exactly. along the way. Yes, and surprise your regular customers. You know, we yes. started 20 years ago when we had no stars and they come now to a three-star restaurant and, and they're still the same. They just like our work. And then you try to surprise them all over and all over again. And so... It's nice because they've been on the journey with you, though, which exactly. is really lovely. And that's what gave me a lot of energy, actually, to also like to say, hey, now we need to change this again and this again and this again. And, and then you come into a rhythm that you say, you know, it's all good, but it cannot stay like it was. Yes. You have always to change it something. Yes. And that was what gives me and I think also to the whole people who work with me a lot of energy Good. because they think, okay, it's not like it was that forever. No, yes. it's always something new coming. And that's, that's good, because otherwise everyone gets complacent exactly. and so then it gets boring. Yes. And, and that will be gonna keep pushing as yes, well. Yeah. Yes. And we have a beautiful place here. We have like it's a little city, so we have a lot of possibilities to evolve that. And uh, at the beginning I was dreamt of bringing a bit back life here. Okay. You know, but not over only food, okay. maybe also like with artists and whatever. Oh. And all of a sudden, when we opened up Casa Caminada, it was a process of six years to build and everything because of, you know, the heritage and that. Okay. And so now we, we brought back life through food, you know, with a local restaurant and then we have the vegetarian restaurant. Oh, it's wow. a counter restaurant oh, with 14 right. seats, vegan, ah. vegetarian only, That's which we incorporate with our permaculture garden. <laughs> so we brought back life only through food. So that's quite nice to see. Wow, and that's just going to keep on evolving. And You know, we don't have like a mass tourism or something like that, but when you walk up here Wednesday to Sunday, it's like there is something happen. Not too much, okay. but you can sit down and you, some people come and buy bread, some people come. And do, so it's quite something happened. It's lovely. It's quite nice. It's just community at the heart of it though yes. as well. Yes. Love it. Okay, what are your two favorite cookbooks and why? Oh, good question. Uh, <laughs> I have many. What is my favorite? You know, I, I have to be honest. I never read recipes. I always look at the pictures. And then just put them on the shelf along with every and other no, and, and you try to dive into the work of the chefs. Okay. And, okay. and that's nice to see what are they bringing at the plate at the end yes. and what are the thoughts around it. And, and they're not about the recipe. So I, I just had the French laundry cookbook in my hands just a couple of days ago. And okay. that was one which I bought before we opened here. Okay. We went six weeks to Canada back where I used to work. And we traveled a little bit. And oh. then I was somewhere, I think, on Vancouver Island in a bookstore. And this book was just, I think, new released. And then I bought it, a French laundry cookbook. And this is still a beautiful piece, I think. Just to look through. That's one. To... And then another one, which is another one. Uh, good question. Uh, I think, you know, the newest Noma book. 
Okay. Just received is beautiful as well. Wonderful. I mean, Just every chef, or also Kiki the Costa books. You okay. Know, it's, yes. It's beautiful. Or like, we have a lot of Swiss chefs, and the gastronomic history in Switzerland is quite high. Okay. We have a lot of, because we have the most Michelin stars on inhabitants all over. So it's crazy That's how insane. many restaurants we have in, in Switzerland. And, and let's go back 20 years ago. Yeah. When I get self-employed, but the generation then, it was like a Rocha, it was like a Stucki, there were like Bea Bolliger, Laurent Yuri. there were a lot of good chefs. And then like Andre Jäger from the Fischer Zunft, so they all had books as well. Okay. But wow. all of us were the Swiss market somehow, but right. you know, a lot of beautiful, nice works and uh, it's about the history about the chef, and yes. the work of him and so it's nice to collect them. Yeah. And I will read the recipes when I'm retired, <laughs> <laughs> and then we have more time. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Which two ingredients could you not live without? I would say onion. Oh. And uh, onion and I think I love tomatoes somehow or red beets. It's the basic ingredients. But onions, every sauce, every everything you do, if you don't have the onions there, it's difficult to bring in some taste. So onion is very important. Okay. And then I think if the, the possibilities of a product, then I would say the tomato, I would say. Okay. Fantastic. I'm expecting onion and tomato now. No, today's menu. I'm a gonna be... tomato. Now season is now okay. tomato, but maybe we have some Something in else. our cellar. Let's <laughs> surprise me. Okay, what is your favourite comfort food to cook at home? Oh, there are many, but uh, at the end, it's like it could be like a stew, uh, like okay. a wheat stew with a lot of tomatoes inside. Maybe some, you know, some spices. Okay. Or it could be like, uh, let's say, we love salads. We love, eat a lot of salads, nice. but also like when you do something with spätzle. For example, like a spätzle is like a German uh, typical spätzle. It's like a dough with uh, eggs and a uh, white uh, flour uh, and okay, some. Yes. You put in some quark inside okay, and some salt yes, and okay. pepper and Beautiful. you make a hard dough yes. and then you cook it into the water. Okay, yes. And then you get like a little, it's like a pasta. Okay, but yes. But it's, it's it's softer. Okay. You would see spätzle everywhere. Spätzle, but, okay. yeah, something like spätzle, but okay. you can do it in many varieties. You know, okay. you put in some vegetables, you put in some some uh, onions on top, or you like add. Whatever you want to add. It's like a, a little bit like a, a Asian rice, uh, fried rice. Okay. You do it with spätzle and then you have like different cheese on top or Yum. things like that. Or it's comforting. Exactly. Or sometimes like a gratin. Okay. With a, with a piece Delicious. of meat or like a fish or like with rice or... Simplicity. Simplicity. But good products and uh, well done because, you know, we have two kids. We okay. just live back here. This is oh. our house is there. Oh, there lovely. in the back is our walking garden. Dist- of course, everything's walking distance. So when it's ca- in summertime, it's different. Then you go in the garden, you pick whatever is ready. Oh. But it's comfort food. So the kids come at home at 12. Nice. And then a quarter to one, they want to go again. So that's, and then dinner as well. So it's something on the table. And it's simple, How but it's very children? good. children? Seven and nine. Oh, super close to mine. Okay. Eight and nine, yeah. Okay, so, so eight, two boys, so they are two quite... Two boys as well, <laughs> yes. Quite challenging. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my heart is in my mouth half the okay. time. <laughs> okay. And they don't listen. So it uh, starts yeah. early. <laughs> right. If you could eat at any Michelin star restaurant in the world today, where would it be and why? Just one. If you could transport anywhere. Uh, which one? I think I would maybe go back to Maimo. Oh, I really want to go there. I, because I haven't we, been yet. I haven't been at a new place. So, you know, we, we have done once, we have a magazine and we did once a story with him. Uh, Nice. And since then, he's like disappeared on social media, but I really like, and uh, you don't see it much. So it triggers you again to say to the people, hey, you have to come to see. Yeah. You cannot just uh, enjoy it on the Instagram and say, yeah. ah, now I don't go. You have to, because that was always my dream to not have any website, to say nothing. The people, if they want to see something, they have to come. And he does that. And I, I like think that's that. very nice. I like that. Okay. It's on your list. 
Gotta go. Make yes, it happen. Yes, or also like can be in Italy now in spring. It's Italy coming up. I would love to go to Canavagiola, which is just mm. north, north of uh, just Lago Maggiore beside. Okay. And uh, it's like I tried to go there in January. It was closed. So or like Villa Feltrinelli, okay. which is also a beautiful yes. lake. So, you know, as soon as spring comes, yes. you want to go to the south. Okay. And we are just two hours from Milano. And so Italy Perfect. is not that far. So it sucks you down to yeah. the south. And then uh, this is the place which Wonderful. I maybe discovered uh, coming up six months or so. Love it. And who would you take as your guest? My wife. Good answer. Oh, my kids and my wife. Good answer. Depends. Good depends. answer. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Exactly. Yeah. Good. And I do this. We do the whole company together. So she's, oh she's, you know, she's taking care of everything in the back. Love that. And without her, we wouldn't be here like on this, uh, yes, on this Backbone. professionality we are, like we are now. Wonderful. Yeah. Good. Glad to hear that. Excellent. What do you look for in a good chef? Oh, there are so many aspects. You know, it, it changes also now. I'm 45 now. Maybe 20 years ago it was different. But sure. now if I look into a good chef, it's like yeah, somebody who really has their own identity, found their own way to express themselves, to yes. cook. And, uh, and not only the cooking, it's always more than just a plate for me. Yes. It depends. How is he treating the people? How is he living? How is he? Yeah, it's what kind of character he is. Mm-hmm. It's, it depends. It's a lot of things who have to come together to really, really be like, when you say, wow. There's a lot of respect around. Good. You know, good how they treat the people, what to do, do, you know, for an impact into the industry, if they have their good names or if they're just taking, make money and they have huge house, whatever, which awesome. is nice. Yeah. It has to be. Not I mean, if you don't work. Focus, yeah, but you have to give something back somehow yeah. and you need to try to find a good way to, yeah, to make people happy. Also, staff who work with you and to treat them well and to do a... Yeah, you have as a responsibility if you reach a certain certain level or a certain, level yeah. exactly. You have to you, you have, have a responsibility, responsibility to go upfront with a positive way and yes. and changing things which were maybe twenty years ago. Yeah, less good as now, and that's sure difficult to have everything under control. But yes. but it's the it's the attitude how you try to to change, and that's something which I think it's even important having a good chef because there's so many good cooks out there, chefs out there, and I'm sure that. Many out there, they would reach much more in Michelin's ratings and whatever, but it's more than just that. Yes. It's to create an environment where the people feel comfortable, where you yes. can go with them through years and, and building people out and, you know, people who work with you and giving them a good... Good foundation. Yes. Good structure. And show what is the direction and also how you treat the people, how you work with them together and to have a great uh, yeah, atmosphere also under the team. Yeah, yeah. Good dynamic together. You know, often it's super chefs, they reach everything, they're on the top of everything. But at the end, when you really look back and you say, hey, shit, you know, you just look at something. Yeah. They're good sellers in something. They can they have a good marketing. But yeah. at the end, in the back. There's nothing. It's, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, maybe it's a Swiss way of having a good foundation, yeah. and trying to be correct and trying to make everything right. And so we are not loud. But we try to really to make our do job well. And I think if you go to right. yeah, Swiss like gastronomic, and so I think you can find a very high level on food and quality. But also, if you see all the employees on this, in Switzerland, the law is very strong. So a young chef gets 4,400 euros on his pay wow. end of the month. Wow. They get paid 13 times. So we have a strong law. The costs are very high. Wow. And, uh, and, and still, fantastic. it works out. It still works out. A dishwasher who works in Switzerland, by law, it's a minimum of 3,400 Swiss francs. Wow. So we are able to support, you know, to have an impact in the industry bigger than somewhere else in the world, I think. Wonderful. Because the law is so strong and uh, you can see the people are happy. You know, the work-life balance is good. They earn well. They, they can achieve something. Yeah, that's fantastic. Wow. Really good stability. To, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Very good. Corona, for example, you know, we kept all our stuff. 
Okay. Wow. That's kept huge. all our stuff. That's we said, huge. you know, Not that's the most important thing we have. We're in a position have. to do that. So that's fantastic. It was also like, you have, it was like, so, shit, if it goes on like four more months, then we have a problem. But yeah. we said it's more important right than, the, than the house. Yeah. Because it's our people. Because yeah. the people who transform your idea and bring the hospitality group into it, because yes. without that, it's not, without it's the dish not complete. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Wow. Powerful. Love it. What advice would you give to chefs starting in their career paths now? Self-employed then. Any chef. Any yeah, career. Any okay. Chef, well, yeah, any chef wanting to be a chef, basically, right I think now. It's, I would support that at any time. And I would say just keep calm and uh, patient because you cannot reach from zero to, to a star. It doesn't bring anything. Yes. Go choose the right restaurants and work more than just a year with them. If yeah. I see a CV yes. coming in and they worked at the best restaurant in the world over yeah. three months, I say, you know what? Then I call him or we write them and then we say, you know what? Come back when you have worked more than one and a half years at the same place. Yeah. Then you not can come and work with us. Everywhere yeah. Because we want people, because it's not about getting recipes. No. It's about getting to know a philosophy of a chef yes. and working with them. Even if it gets bored after three quarter years, because then you learn. After these three quarter years, you will learn much more things than just recipes. And that's what I always say to my young chefs. You have to stay at least one and a half, two and a half, three years. If somebody stays three years at the same place, wow. that's a super good reputation. It shows reputation. discipline. It shows loyalty. Super good it's reputation. longevity. Yes, and that's all... very important. Yeah. If we choose the people as well. That, yeah. exactly. and that's what I really would suggest to the young people. To choose the right places to go. Yes. And maybe sometimes it doesn't work out. Then you leave. But you cannot leave and leave and leave and leave and leave. Then you are 45 and yeah. you always leave. And then you have a position as a head chef. And what you will do after six months, you will leave. Yes. So because the reputation the is very is important yes. and you will never get a job. If you get a position for a chef, maybe to open up a new restaurant or be yes. a head chef somewhere, I would never suggest somebody right. who haven't not worked for a couple of years in a place. Yeah. Because you cannot stability. build. It's not a base to build on. Uh, uh, of course uh, not. Or know, set uh, the example for others even. Yes. So. And if you want to reach something in a restaurant, you need to have, you know, it's about consistency. You will not open up a restaurant gaining, let's say, two stars. Maybe you do it in two years sure. and then you go. What happened? It's not, it's not sustainable. Yeah. So the time to be able to, to remain at the place and to work out and yeah. to keep a place alive. Yes. Over course. years, that's something which needs a good base. And if you Great. jump too much, I think it's difficult. Agreed. Good. How did the pandemic affect your restaurant and how did you adapt and evolve throughout? We had two months it was closed right. by law okay. and then we were able to open up again. And the okay. law in Switzerland, I think they did a great job. They were not too crazy, but still. Okay. So we are, and we had some rooms, it's like a boutique hotel, we have nine rooms in the castle. So we were able to open up for in-house guests. Fantastic. And so we were happy and we were like far away from every city. So okay. the people from the cities, they, they went into the mountains to have their freedom and they, they good, good. Yes. Yes. And so we were quite busy. And in the summer, you know, with the terrace, the Casa Caminada, and that, and I was too crazy years afterwards. Wonderful. That's yeah, great. Yeah, we privileged. Good. Happy. So can you share any wisdom from that whole experience so far with others? And have you changed and has your cooking changed from it all? I think I said, I'm never going to go back where it was. After Corona, I said, you know, we have to do less. We have to do more. It's difficult to keep it, but still it's something which, because it, I really appreciated these two months, you know, being home, having Quality the kids. family time. It was so nice. Yeah. And the whole world was like, was at home. Yes. <laughs> Nobody worked. So it was very nice and they will never come back, I think. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. And then somehow just to, to find out. And I think also the people changed completely. All the stuff, all the, the people, they don't, they don't want to work anymore. Like. Five days a week, they want a four days week or they want to 
you know, it's, it's different. And I think we changed life. a lot also, like to say, okay, you know, we always had 11 weeks of vacation per year paid. Okay. And we said to them, if you want to have a four days week, we can make it immediately. But the staff said, no, no, we want to keep this vacation wow. and work five days. Okay. And then we said, okay, that's fine. And But still, we, we think that we have to change. The whole gastronomic has to change. Yeah. Because, you know, we cannot work like 20 years ago. It's different. And in 20, 20 years. hour days, working it's, to it's the bone. by low anyway in Switzerland, the, impossible. In okay. But still. Switzerland sounds like a great place to work. But still, oh we, you know, still we did some, you know, when I go back 20, 15 years, still we worked much more than the low was. Uh, was. Okay. But when we want to be able for the next, let's say, the next 20 years, when the generation Setting in 20 the years come, example. it yeah. has to change. Yeah. And we need to be attractive. We need to attract more people into the into yeah, the gastronomic world, the and industry. the young people they want their work life balance. So you need to find a way to to make it happen financially. Yeah, to that you can. That. Yes, yeah. and and we are working a lot on things like that. We want to be like leaders in this position as well. Yes. And there was an interview shortly, like uh, about Noma, you're not closing down because it wasn't sustainable because of the stuff. I disagree with that. Okay. You have to. Surely you have to. the amount of the price in the menu. Yes. It's important, and but you need to make it like very serious on, on the numbers and to be able to pay the bills and the, to survive. And that's yes. something which is the goal number one. Yes. And then after that, you need to find the clients who pay the bill. Yeah. And then you are able to to make it. We make it as well since yeah. many years. So you're doing it. We're doing it. So we, <laughs> but we sure we still also say, what's the future going to bring? You know, you, young people, they want to study, they want, maybe don't want to go into a job like that. So okay. we need to attract them yeah. much more. Okay. Sounds like you're doing all the right things, navigating through this crazy world while it, still but that's nice. building you know, everything. That's, and that's, that's a responsibility it's you have. It's all experience yeah. and it's all beneficial. Yes. Yeah. And you keep applying it to everything else that you're doing. Exactly. And that's all part of the process. Yes. Andreas, that's the interview. Thank, Thank you. you so very much. Really great to be able to interview you. Thank you. Pleasure to Thank have you. And uh, keep your time. I'm sure you will be inspiring many listening to this. And congratulations for everything that you're doing. Thank you. For your Thank three you. amazing stars, for inspiring others and chefs and foodies alike and everyone. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm looking forward to eating lunch today with Super. you and having a little tour around this incredible area that you have. It's Perfect. beautiful here. Um, Great having you Thank and uh, you. I am sure you will enjoy the place. And there we have it. Wow, isn't he amazing? <laughs> Absolutely just wow. Incredible, really. I can't wait to go back out there. I actually would love to go back out there and stay. I'd love to take my children there actually. It's just wholesome, wonderful place and all that he's doing. I mean, we didn't get to talk about it in the podcast episode, but please go on his website and explore and research yourself. He also has created with his wife this beautiful, incredible foundation for chefs doing scholarships all over the world with restaurants and different places participating. Just all about enhancing. You know, I very much resonate with Andreas and his core values because, of course, here at Mind Way Bueno, very, very much the same and all about inspiring and encouraging and sharing. What he's created is just so wonderful and was really something special to have interviewed him. So I hope you have all taken something from what what he shared and are inspired and yeah definitely please go out to Switzerland go visit Andreas go visit Sven both incredible talents but also massively humble lovely genuine guys and that's it for today <laughs> I am back of course in two weeks time with another absolutely 
stonkingly brilliant chef. In fact, this one's just literally filmed with us for Macca too. So there's going to be a lot of that sort of crossover happening. So I can't wait to share more. And in the meantime, keep cool wherever you are. Try and get a bit of escape and break because it's going to be all systems go for the rest of the year, right up to Christmas for most of us, I am sure. And that's it. Of course, go and follow My Muy Bueno Chefs. There's going to be some changes happening over there in due course too, just as we start to really expand our community online in all the ways within My Muy Bueno. More on that soon. And of course, you can follow me at My Muy Bueno. And of course, use our hashtag My Muy Bueno Chefs as we keep building our beautiful community of wonderful people because it's all about good food and good people here at My Muy Bueno. And that's just how we roll.